The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. There. Uh, what reflections came up for you um, as you were practicing, if you were practicing, with uh, not me, not mine, not myself over lunch? If you practice with that, if you remember to, or if you forgot, or um, if there are moments that something shifted, or did it feel heavy-handed after a while, like a hammer, so any reflections are welcome, please. Go for it. Where are the mics? Great, thanks. Um, Food is really weird. Yeah, tell me. (laughs) It's great. I mean, I've had that kind of concept before, but I didn't dwell in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, this thing is not my body, and it's going to become part of my body. But then to add, my body is not my body, or my body's not mine. Yeah. It was like this object integrating to another object. <laughs> yeah. It was a little trippy. It was um, trippy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Conceptually, yeah. I mean, I wasn't yeah. like having yeah. some deep experience, but yeah. yeah. No, but Philosophically, just, it was just exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it, exactly that. And you're saying it is trippy. So for a moment, it's like, what? Really? It's a different way of looking. Yeah. It's a different way of seeing. Yeah. Which we usually don't do because we're, con- we're looking at things conventionally. So emptiness is exactly that. It's a different way of seeing. The um, other manifestation of it was that I forgot my lunch, so I had to go to Whole Foods, got a salad, and then, uh-huh, uh-huh. oh, there's these Justin's peanut butter cups yeah. at the register, and I was like, I really want one, and then it's like, not me, not mine, not myself. I was like, well, but it's not my, it's not like me that wants it, it's like the body and the taste <laughs> that I want it. So there was like some bizarre, like, Interesting. <laughs> justification. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's, you know, the literal... Right. Interpretation. Right. Yeah. But I did kind of play with that. Like, well, yeah. what is a craving? Yeah. And like, wh- that comes from the body mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sort of abstracting it from it and not identifying with it as much. Yeah. I still gave into it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have yeah. another cup if anyone wants one. <laughs> but um, it was, uh, yeah, just a, an abstraction. Yeah. An ab- a, yeah. A step away. In- interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate what you're sharing with, with that. You know, the, the, the wanting, it's an abstraction. Oh, feeling the wanting. And then the next step would be to actually feel the kind of pressure of it, the clinging of it, the, the, uh, of it, um, feeling that. And then in that moment, um, there is a moment of seeing it, you know, with a question mark, with the emptiness. Oh, um, sometimes seeing it in that way, again, not heavy-handed, then one can have choice. Do I want to actually follow this or do I not want to follow this? So it, um, it, it creates that space to actually shift the perspective. It's interesting. Yeah. Thank you. What else? Over there, back, coming. Rom, great. Uh, I may have gotten myself into existential crisis there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. 
So I was holding my phone in my hand. Yeah. Said, this is my phone. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Then I put the phone around. Yeah. And then this is my hand. Yeah. So then I got stuck between this and my, right? Uh-huh, if, uh-huh. if If this phone is detached from me. Yeah. The same definition, when I yeah. say this is my hand, my hand is detached from me. Mm-hmm. So which mm-hmm. means... Mine is not this body. Mm-hmm. If you extend the concept from my mm-hmm. hand into my body, yeah, then I become who the hell is I am now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry about the language. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I, start, I got I got lost in that for a second. Yeah, there are two. The, my body became my third party. Yeah, in the definition. Yeah, and I couldn't reconcile. That's yeah, where I, yeah, my yeah. confusion started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. I am delighted to hear how you extended this practice and and kind of got tripped up. Which, this is great because, um, again, it's a different way of looking. It's a different way of looking. And um, the, um, the way of looking is, this body is, you know, as it's opened up for you, okay, this, my hand isn't really mine in a way, it's nature. And, so is the rest of this body that is really nature. And whoever me, this me is, like, this body isn't mine. Like, okay, what is mine then? Who am I? Great! Live that question. Sit with that question. has a lot of tension, has a lot of juiciness in it, and it doesn't need to be resolved. That's exactly like living that question is part of practicing emptiness. Who who am who is this? Who, if I'm not my hand, if I like where does meanness actually in fact that's one of the ways of practicing. Maybe we'll do that or maybe um I'll just say it. Might do it more, but it's it's a um way of investigation. Okay, if is your hand your body, what if it was cut off? What if you're both hands? You would, would you still be you? What if your all your limbs were cut up? Would it still be you? How about your trunk? Would, would, is your head just you now? Where does you ness end? Where does it begin? That's another way. That's a physical way ma- manifestation, and um, and that's a teaching. in, in actually, uh, it it uh, it also works with the chariot, both the chariot and the body. So what if you know a chariot? Um, What's a chariot if it didn't have wheels? Would it still be a chariot? If it didn't have whatever, it didn't have a horse, would it still be a chariot? So there, like the, the construction, what makes a thing a thing? So you realize there are so many, there, you realize the conceptualization what, uh, of what makes a thing a thing. And it's really a way of looking, a way of seeing, a ways, way of conceptualizing a thing. Like this room, like what, you know, it's a, con- it's a concept, right? This could be a dance hall. I mean, this is a meditation hall now, right? It's a concept. Like there are the walls, there is a roof. What if it didn't have a roof? It, would it still be a room? What if it didn't have the walls? It has structures. What if it didn't have a bottom? Like what, you see how you see a thing through your conceptualization? So the way of seeing makes makes the thing a thing, in a way. So, um, 
or in other words, I had it. Yeah. So, so this is how I think um, I think Robert Bear puts it. So it's emptiness is it's basically it's empty of an inherent existence, and it really depends on the way of us looking. So it's it's so that's it. it everything depends on how we're looking at it. So yourself depends on how you're looking. If you go like about your day, you're brushing your teeth, oh yeah, I'm me, I have a phone number, I you know, I have appointments, but then when you start looking, okay, my hand is in me, my body is in me, it's nature. Like a lot of thoughts that come and go are not mine. They just come. If otherwise I would only have pleasant thoughts and pleasant dreams and pleasant feelings. And the body is in me because I don't have control over it. So who who what is this me? Who is this self that I take as being me and solid? That's where it all starts to fall apart. Emptiness of self. You see? Ta-da! It depends on the way of looking. Great. Thank you. Please. I'll follow my muse again. Um... Uh, yeah, I kind of had an existential thing. Also, I was eating a salad and looking at the lettuce going, this did not exist maybe, I don't know, a week ago or however long it takes to get that to the form that I, then I'm eating, eating it. Then I'm like, but it did exist because it was a seed. And then before that, it was the plant that created the seed so it's always kind of existed but and so then I was like okay but now I'm going I'm going to this body is going to eat it so now it's going to not exist anymore except be part of my body and integrated into my body and then eating it was like okay so my mouth is going to my teeth and my tongue or this body's teeth and tongue are going to move the salad to a hole in the back of the throat to put mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. down into it. Mm-hmm. It it was like, whoa, like instead of looking at this eating this lunch, oh I'm just eating my lunch. It was like, whoa, okay. And um I went home for lunch too. So I, it was very interesting to not to not be my, me, myself, mine. In my own, in this home in that home. is yeah, yeah, usually yeah, yeah, yeah. that, yeah. So it was a little disorienting, yeah. And it was easy to kind of fall back into that, but it was also such a relief to let go of yeah. me, myself, and my, and then also then driving back, I felt completely connected to every being, tree, like everything, mm. like it became this. I don't know, like a yeah. totally different yeah. thing. Like yeah. be, to being. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, Love it. Was, that's, uh, that was a it, very constructive hour. Like, that was, <laughs> yay. Who, who said, you know, lunch wasn't productive? Lunch hour. Beautiful. Thank you. It's this different way of looking and the way you really took the instructions. I really appreciate that, Morgan. You really you start to really see differently like whoa what's happening here this this food the salad 
that existed and dependent on all these conditions and now being masticated by this body, these teeth, and becoming food and going down. And and the sense of it shifted the way of seeing, the way of looking. And as you're driving back, the way of seeing the world, the boundary dissolved because then you weren't this separate self that was going on autopilot. It's it shifted for you. It's you were part of this body. This being is part of this world, part of this natural world. You're you're not separate. It, thank you, thank you so much for that beautiful practice and report. Thank you. Great. Ah, any other reports from lunch? Yes, a couple more. Three more. And and then here. I wouldn't found oh. Oh. It's all good. I went and found a tree and I I reached out and I sort of touched the tree and I'm thinking, well, not my hand. It's obviously not my tree. <laughs> um <laughs> And I was feeling the sensations of it, and I'm thinking, not my sensations, right? I'm, this is not my sense experience. And I tried to sort of view it through the perspective of emptiness. And what was interesting to me is that the sensations became simultaneously both more vivid and less substantial yeah. and more permeable. It yeah. was just this weird duality, and it's kind of hard to yeah. uh, verbalize that. Yeah. And, and people are nodding their heads. I don't know if you can see in the room. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I, al- I appreciate hearing how you took the instructions and really played with them, made them your own. And different way of looking. How does that shift? It opens up something. It becomes more vivid, not in the usual way of looking, a very different way. And also lighter, more space, more... Less me and mine and tight, just more. Oh yeah, this is what is. It's still there. Sensations are still there, but a very different relationship to them. Different way of seeing, being with. Thank you. And then behind you, and then here. Um, so I think, like leading up to this, um, like last night specifically, I think I was taking my fear of like emptiness and like really putting a literal color over it where uh-huh, uh-huh. like I found myself binge eating every single snack that I had in my apartment I was like I'm gonna go do a thing of emptiness I <laughs> get it in before <laughs> before you know I can't anymore um, <laughs> so I have nothing in my fridge right now um, but um realizing um that obviously was my body like in response to mm-hmm. my literal interpretation of what emptiness meant for like your physiology. Mm-hmm. And then I also had this interpretation like, okay, spiritually emptiness, like sense of self emptiness, like those are all things that are going to be addressed. But when I had food for lunch today, there was just a much less urgent mm-hmm. um, need to consume it based yeah. off of like the more holistic understanding of emptiness and what nice. it actually represents, Nice, which was really, um, really inspiring and then there was it like brought my attention back to this quote that I think when you did like a shorter talk on emptiness you had brought up and I'm going to butcher it but um, 
it was uh, wisdom is knowing that I'm nothing and love is knowing that I'm everything and life swims in between like those two points mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that for me highlighted that like feelings like the literal feeling of emptiness and the literal feeling of fullness mm-hmm. shouldn't be like the end goal mm-hmm. and by no means would it ever be permanent so mm-hmm. being comfortable floating in between the two mm-hmm. kind of like pillars of life should represent that like sense of balance that we're trying yeah. to achieve yeah yeah beautiful love that yeah and the quote is i'll bring it up for you i'll i'll bring it from memory um that uh wisdom says i'm nothing and love says i'm everything and between the two my life flows um and it's by gosh i think it's by nisargadat i think so and from i am that i believe i, I I might be attributing it wrong, but but the quote is so. So it is that it's the and and really empty seeing in an empty way is both. It relates to that. I mean, that is. I appreciate you bringing that quote in because for me, that that is an emptiness quote. It's it's the the insubstantiality. Wisdom says I'm nothing. Ah, oh, my who is this being? Wisdom says I'm nothing. And love says, I'm everything. And then, you know, compassion, complete compassion and beauty and grace f- is filled, filled, fills the space, em- em- emptiness, uh, uh, empty space. So, and between the two, my life flows. It's really, yeah, it's practicing emptiness. Thanks for bringing that in. Appreciate your reflections. And also, I love hearing how uh, today it's there's a sense of more ease with, this concept, I don't have to be obliterated of practicing emptiness. I don't have to, you know, there's no fear. It's, it's actually safe. It's a safer way of looking at reality, a different way. And thank you. And, and to say it's um, about this different way of looking, you know, we can choose. It's a tool of, um, it's a tool we have and we can choose to look in this way, and we can choose not to look in this way. So, as I was saying earlier today, if you're having a um, you know difficulty with in a relationship, you don't say, "Hey, it's just empty," right? Well, that's the wrong way to go about it, anyway. But um, but maybe a wiser way for me to sh- to say it is that. Emptiness is amongst many other tools in this practice. There is a tool of compassion that can be used seeing a particular situation from that perspective, from self-compassion, compassion for others. Um, and and related to, to emptiness, of course, there is the three characteristics that I brought in earlier. Maybe I'll talk about that a little later, but I want to hear Jen. Jen has had her hand up, so... I have to say, doing that practice while eating was really bizarre. Yeah. Um, because it got to the point where I couldn't. It's almost like I couldn't see the point of why I was eating. I was. I don't even know how to explain it. It was bizarre because I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Not me. Not my self. Not mine. Mm-hmm. 
but then I'm going through the motion of putting stuff in a mouth, and it just felt very odd. Um, and almost, I don't know why, it felt inappropriate. It felt weird. And then I came in to sit, and I was looking at that tree. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I felt really tall. Like, tall, and I could feel the wind. And it was just sort of like, is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so quite a, a variety of experience. Yeah. So it's a very fascinating exercise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that, Jen. If it's okay, I'd like to ask you a little more, if it's okay, about as you were eating, kind of the feeling of oddness or the bizarreness like why am I even eating that part that you're referring to if, if you would help me understand that a little better and, and uh, kind of feeling into that a little more like well, where's that coming from what is that it, it started I think it started by a slight um, disorientation uh huh mm-hmm. And then it might have dropped into a little bit of dissociation mm. as mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the confusion arose. Because mm. there was a little bit of confusion. Like my mm-hmm. mind could mm-hmm. feel a certain, my mind was on track, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but everything else was disoriented in a way, mm. slightly. And it wasn't disturbing, it right. was just disoriented. Right, 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 right. It's a, yeah. So a feeling of kind of disorientation of, of the, the way of, this way of looking for you also in the middle of, of eating went so far as to kind of go, it, it, the, the, the connection with the conventional reality kind of got lost for a moment, like seeing it from a completely different perspective. Uh, just kind of pausing, like, wait, what's going on? Okay, let us reorient, let us reconnect and kind of go back to the middle way of being both connected to the conventional reality and this different way of seeing things. That's that's kind of how I'm hearing it. Because the seeing for you, it, it became so direct, so so intense um, that, that that kind of happened, which is okay. It can happen. You, you didn't get up screaming, running out, ah! Right? It's just like... Okay, let's pause. Let's go sit for a moment and reorient and, and, and reconnect, which is fine, and it can happen. In fact, I so appreciate you bringing that up because it's, um, it serves um, as a teaching tool, as an example of actually what can happen sometimes when we do these practices. It's disorienting, it's odd, it's weird, but it's not scary. It's just like different way of... can can know kind of like unsettled and that's what i was saying this morning that sometimes it can be unsettling um and uh samatha and metta can help that disorientation ta-ta right here exactly what you're reporting it's just like this is this or this is very disorienting and it's okay it's actually i would say in some ways um given you know, I know you a little bit, and I know you know the stability of your practice. That um, for you, it's fine because you have you know there's a capacity to hold it, and it's like okay, let's just go sit with it, and and um, and then for some people, it might just be too soon, too much 
disorientation, I would say, okay, whoa, 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 slow down. Okay, slow down. Let's just gonna like really go back into conventional reality. But, but what you're saying is actually rich for, for you, and it's it's wonderful. So I would say, great. It it will expand. It will be a moment of disorientation. It might even be a moment of ah, the rug is being pulled, and it's like ah. Then then one lands more deeply. Like oh, it's actually okay. Um, it's like falling. Here's here's um, this is from Ram Das. It's it's um, um, it's like falling without a parachute, but there's no ground. I mean, at first you feel like you're falling. I'm falling. Oh, you're like like ah. And then you realize oh, there is no ground, so it's completely safe. You can completely fall, and that's the feeling of anatta. That's the feeling of not self. And then kind of re, you reorient to it. Like, it's completely safe. It's like nothing. It's just a way of looking. <laughs> I'm just looking at it differently. I can just go back to a different way of looking. Like, nothing has really shifted in the environment, right? Just a different way of looking. It's completely safe. But, ah, you open up more deeply to this different way of seeing. I think I, think I came to this because... Typically, when I'm practicing emptiness, intentionally or not, yeah. I'm still, I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I was actually doing an action. Yeah. Right? So I imagine the same thing would happen if right. I was thinking about this and right. I was walking. Right. It, it starts to become yeah. a little bizarre because I'm right. embodied. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is actually great because it's, go, it's going deeper. Because the sitting, you're already... You've already had the experience at some point. I, I bet you've had the experience of the rug being pulled, and now you've, you know, you're like, it's comfortable. Oh, you go there. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is familiar territory. But eating, like, whoa, this is wild. And the walking. So it keeps expanding through the different areas of your life until it becomes integrated into the daily life, just a way of being, relating, you know, sitting and talking with others. And it's just, it can be operating at the same time. And and being in the world can be operating at the same time. It's it's both and. Yeah, thank you. Are there any other hands? Yes, one more. Two more. Then I want to do it. Yeah, practice. So I really love that quote that that you brought up. Um, that between the two, my life flows. That's so beautiful, and, and that's that's what my question's about. Mm. You know, this, um, if you could speak to this place where we can see that emptiness or nothingness is actually the same as as fullness, or you know, being being it all, being everything. This is like one of my favorite dualities to, to yeah. collapse, this like nothingness or emptiness and infinity, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I appreciate the question, and also I'm going to tie that in with your earlier question about the sense of courage of, of um, cultivating, your, your intention of cultivating deep comfort with with empty, with it empty, the, the way of seeing things as empty and not full. So I'm going to bring both of those together. And, and what I would say is, absolutely, I think the space, empty space, becomes filled on its own with 
grace and beauty and love. And as uh, shared earlier from experiences, when actually the self kind of drops out and then there's this decoupling, compassion, the beauty, this, this, this beauty of love in the form of compassion just comes forth. It just, just that's what's there. Um, or the feeling of complete connection with the world and with others. There's no separation. The separation drops out. So what I would say is, um, in terms of practice, um, my guidance, my invitation would be not intentionally try to fill the emptiness with fullness. As your intuition was earlier today from your own question, is to practice knowing that the two are related, completely related, they're not separable. But work with the different way of seeing, of, of the invitation to see the, the not-self, the, the impersonality, the unsubstantiality of the self and the phenomena. And seeing that, trusting that when that is realized, the fullness, the love, the grace, the beauty naturally comes through. Trust that that happens. Does that sound okay for now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was another hand. I think it was Stan. Uh, Oh, thank you. You know, I really like to sit in this room. Mm. It just uh, always always, uh, has a nice open feeling whenever I come into this room. Uh, One of the things that I have been investigating is the nature of my preferences. You know, I have all these things that I like and these things that I don't like. The thing that keeps hitting me over the head is that I don't choose the things that I like or choose the things that I don't like. They're kind of given to me. Mm -hmm. They're part of the whatever is Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And that goes for just things of the nature of sensual sorts of things, colors or tastes Mm -hmm. or whatever. But it also goes to the way of thinking about things. Mm -hmm. I have a certain way I like to think about things, and I didn't choose that way, but I've had it for a very long time. And somehow, when I sit with that, and I kind of stand back from Mm -hmm. the thing that there is this organism and Mm -hmm. it seems to like some things Mm -hmm. and it seems Mm -hmm. to not like other things and what have you you know what difference does it make Uh, so it's a way for me anyway to step away from the selfing Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. always going on Mm -hmm. and to realize that I have another way of thinking about Mm -hmm. the self that looks at it as a construction Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. happens through birth and through all these things and through the way which I define myself from various roles and what have you. But I do those things, not because I want to, but because that's who I am or that's Mm -hmm. something. and, Mm -hmm. And it's then kind of easier to just kind of step back from it and say, well... 
so I like this, so what? We'll do it this way. You know, you're... And as I'm always saying to my wife as we're loading the dishwasher, go ahead and load it wrong. I don't care. <laughs> so, you know, it's the nature of all this stuff about mm-hmm. how things should be done and mm-hmm. what do I think, mm-hmm. and, you know. Anyway. Love it. I, I, but I just, I don't have the foggiest idea what you're talking about when it comes to emptiness. Completely <laughs> above me. Stan, so. you're doing it, man. Yeah, well. So I so appreciate you bringing that in, and, and also I think you're being a little facetious saying it's beyond me, I don't know what you're talking about, because what you're relating to is exactly that, taking the step back. It's a different way of seeing it's a different way of looking, and that's the way of seeing is practicing emptiness. It's a different way of looking. The conventional way of looking is, I like it this way, me, mine, got to be this way. It's me, it's mine, it's who I am. I, I'm going to stake my everything on the way the dishwasher needs to be loaded tonight. It's it's like, right seeing that that contraction and what you're talking about is oh having the space the contraction is is gone there is no contraction this is the way the preference arises it's a different way of looking the preference is there there is no contraction you can go this way or that way that is a different way of looking that's exactly it I really like the word spacious I don't particularly have any feeling about the word emptiness it just yeah. use spacious please spacious, as a, please mm-hmm. use spacious exactly it's the same practice it's a different mm-hmm. it's a different way of looking that you're already doing so so extending that so i really appreciate how you're bringing home this example of of a different way of looking in daily life different way of looking at preferences uh, liking disliking and, as I was mentioning, on a continuum of different ways of looking at reality, different ways of looking at the self, different ways of looking at the body, different ways of looking at time, um, of all phenomena. Actually, I think like two weeks ago I gave a talk here on our perceptions of time, and my mind was already swimming in, in emptiness, so I was relating to time from an emptiness perspective, seeing the time, you know, we, our, our, pers- our human perception of time is that it's linear and it's the past or future. And, you know, f- according to, to um, physicists, this is our, our consciousness, we experience f- time in a particular way. But actually, on some dimension... It, you know, Everything is happening at the same time. Time has collapsed. So anyway, not to get too theoretical, but, but, but just, you know, it's questioning the way of us assuming what reality is and opening up to the ways that it might just be very different and much wilder than our human experience um, of time and space. So, so Okay. So let's um, let's see. Next, I would like to let me think about this. I want to do a guided meditation, but I'm thinking that it might still be a little too early for it. 
in, in usually this is still okay how many people are feeling sleepy still in their body there's heaviness in your body don't be shy yeah a couple two two three four people yeah me too me. all right we're going to do an interactive exercise that will bring the energy up and then then the guided meditation will be after that so okay so this is good yeah this is good so we're going to do a an inquiry in the form of a repeating question yes and this will set up the guided meditation great okay so uh, oh yeah and later I want to say something about note to self I want to say about the three characteristics which we also did earlier this morning in a guided meditation I wanted to say more about that and, and not self and, and, and emptiness so, so actually let me just say okay I'm going to say a little bit about that and then I'll set up the guided meditation I mean the, the, the interactive exercise so, so what I wanted to say this morning when we explored the, um, the, the, the three characteristics, uh, which were impermanence. So we explored impermanence of the sensations of the body. We explored the unsatisfactoriness, the dukkha, inherently unsatisfactoriness. And then we also explored anatta, which is not self, in, the, uh, in terms of the vedana, the feeling tones. They're not yours. They come, they go. So the three marks of existence, anicca, dukkha, anatta, impermanence and its unsatisfactoriness and and not self by the way it's not no self no self is like no self that's not a, a an appropriate translation of anatta a better translation more appropriate translation is not self it's not me it's not mine it's not self so these three marks of existence are different ways of seeing emptiness they're all related. And in fact, the third one, anatta, not self, is sunyata, sunyata, the word for emptiness, as related to the self. So sunyata, if you take the, the concept we were talking about, emptiness, sunyata, as related to the self, it becomes anatta, em, not self, emptiness of self. You're following me so far? Okay. And then I also talked about in Theravada, the other way of seeing emptiness, another way of seeing sunyata, is emptiness of phenomena, right? Emptiness of all phenomena. So emptiness of self, emptiness of phenomena, sunyata of self, anatta, not self, which is a different, which also relates to impermanence and unsatisfactoriness. The three are really interconnected. They're different ways of seeing the same thing. Because something that's impermanent cannot be satisfactory, right, inherently. And something that's impermanent and not satisfactory, it's not personal. You don't choose it to be this way. It just is. It's part of nature's phenomena, right? So you see how, how it's a different way of seeing the same thing, like a Rubik's Cube. So, okay, that's what I wanted to say about that. I kind of left that hanging this morning in my own mind. Okay, now I want to set up an interactive exercise to explore this, bring up the energy, and it will set it up also for the guided meditation. So in a moment, we're going to get into dyads, groups of two. And we're going to do a practice of repeating question. So, so yeah, let's get into dyads first. Please find someone you haven't worked with yet, you don't know. Um, sit on the same level or chair, both of you, or... 
or um, the floor. Make sure you're, you're facing each other. Raise your hand if you need a partner. Raise your hand if you need a partner. Okay, we are even. Wonderful. Okay, make sure, please turn your chair so that you're facing each other, you guys over there. It's a lot more comfortable, believe me, because we're going to be doing this for a while. Okay. Okay, great. So I'm going to tell you what we're doing in a moment. So this is a repeating question, and repeating question, the format is this. Actually, I'll tell you what the question is first. So the question is, what do you cling to? as I or mine. What do you cling to as I or mine? It's an exploration. So the way this works is person A, person one, says, how do you, what do you cling to as I or mine? I cling to my body as mine. Thank you, person A says, thank you. What do you cling to as I or mine? And you really let the question drop in. Um, I cling to my ideas as I or mine, as mine. Thank you. Why do you cling to as I or mine? I cling to me getting exhausted of you asking this question over and over as I or mine. Thank you. Why do you cling to as I or mine? Okay, you see how this works? So person A for the duration of the time that I will time you, so you're not going to be switching. You're just going to, person A is going to ask the question. What person B does is you drop the question into your body. You don't answer from your head. Every time they say it, as if you're hearing it for the first time, you drop it into your body, and you wait to see what comes up. And at the point where you've given all the answers, you've exhausted everything, right, then you're kind of running out of answers and you know the person asks, what do you cling to as I or mine? I'm drawing a blank. Thank you. What do you cling to as I or mine? Ah. Wow, my intelligence. Thank you. You know, you go deeper then. After you draw a blank, after that frustration level, hang in there. You go deeper into really saying, seeing what you cling to as I or mine. After all the, kind of like the conventional stuff drops away maybe. Or maybe like, oh yeah, I, I cling to emptying, my emptiness experience as I or mine. Oh gosh, I hadn't seen that before. Like I'm really clinging to my practice as I or mine. Right? Or whatever it is. So, any questions about the form? Yet, at this point? So person A asks, person B answers, person A says, thank you. Thank you is important. It closes the loop, right? It closes the loop, and then you ask again. And I'll time you for a few minutes. I'll feel the room. I'm not going to tell you how many minutes yet. Um, And then I'll ring the bell. We will pause, and then we will switch. And then person B will be asking the question. Person A will answer. Okay? Any questions? Should we be thinking about why? I mean, it kind of comes up, right? Yeah. Let me think. Hold on. Let me think. So why why do I claim? 
me feel into this. Tell me why this is coming up for you. Let's explore this. I I guess with um, with the clinging, then it's natural to to be like, why? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so so I think for the purpose of this exercise, it might be okay for you to explore on your own why it's coming up and the what is kind of what you share. And if it, if it feels authentic and you, and you feel compelled to also share for you in instances here and there, feel free to share that. And then at sometimes you might just be say, you know, what might be simple enough. So so I'm giving you leeway to explore as it feels authentic for you and also we'll keep the question kind of simple as in as in and please ask it always the same way what do you cling to as i or mine got it what do you cling to as i or mine <laughs> that's great i love it okay any other questions yes ready Okay, so one of you raise your hands. You're you're going to be uh, raise your hand. Somebody in the group. Each per one person raise your hand. Okay, you're going to be answering. <laughs> Just messing with you. <laughs> okay, all right, great. Let me set the timer. So remember, the question is, what do you cling to as I or mine, and. Um, yeah, tell you tell tell each other your name, um, and uh, don't forget the thank you, please. That's kind of gracious. It closes the loop. Okay, all right. Please start. What do you cling to as I or mine? Taking a pause, taking a pause, closing your eyes. This is important. This is an important, no, 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 stay, we're not done. Close your eyes, this is an important part of the practice, you guys. Close your eyes, check in. Check in what's coming up right now after this interactive exercise. Just 
close your eyes and notice what's coming up. What's coming up in your body? What's coming up in your mind? Sensations coming up in the body, the energy moving, maybe excitement. How are you relating to it? The thoughts coming up in your mind, their delight, or judgment, or happiness, or joy, satisfaction, whatever it might be, doesn't matter. How are you relating to it? Is the relationship clinging, tightness? Or just, oh yeah, as if it's somebody else's thoughts arising. Ah, arising and passing, space. Thoughts being thought. Now, open your eyes. I have one more question for you, and the format for this one is a little different. This is a repeating, looping question. So what that means is we're going to send this question back and forth. So the question is, how do you experience emptiness of self? How do you experience emptiness of self? Actually, rather, I like to want to change this, reword it. Tell me a way you experience emptiness of self. Tell me a way you experience emptiness of self. So the way this is going to work is this. Person A, tell me a way you experience emptiness of self. Um, I experience it by observing my thoughts and not taking them personally. Thank you. And now person B takes it. Tell me a way you experience emptiness of self. And then person A answers, I experience a blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Tell me what, you see how it goes back and forth? So each person gives questions, asks once, answers, and then reverses and then reverses back. Yes, yes, you'll get it. The thank yous will be a little confusing, but you'll get it. Yes? You got the format? Okay. Tell me a way you experience emptiness of self. Any questions? You're good? Okay, please go. Start.
We're going to pause for a moment. Actually, we're not done. We're going to take a pause. Take, close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes for a moment. I want to share a couple of thoughts with you, and that is consider sometimes we create a self by connecting the dots. For example, saying, I'm a person who always, you know, I'm impatient, or I'm this, or I'm that, or I never do well, or I'm terrible, whatever it is, especially with the judgments. We connect too many dots. We create a self that way from just these separate experiences, here and there, we're not always in a state of impatience. So seeing the holes, seeing the holes in that. Sometimes we create a sense of self by looking at the past, remembering things a particular way. Or looking at the future, expecting, say, a vacation or lunch to be just wonderful, great, from the very first moment to the next, we connect the dots. So see if there are ways in which you can disconnect the dots and see the dots for what they are and the way that you have seen the disconnection of the dots, not making a self out of a few dots of experience or thought or emotion. We'll continue for another couple of minutes. Please open your eyes and let's continue with the question, whoever said it doesn't matter, you can pick it up. Tell me a way you experience So especially if you haven't spoken much in the group yet today, you are encouraged, you're invited to please share if you wish. Um, What was it like for you? What did you discover through this process of exploring what you cling to, what you hang on to as a self, and and, uh, what is one way you experience emptiness of self? That's what happens when I invite the shy people to speak first. (laughs) Okay, great. Oh, it's right there. Thanks. Oh, it's off, I think. This came up at the very end where, you know, I said like 
I have spent 67 years building this non-self. And it's just like, it's very sort of like, not going to give that up now. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm in this pretty deep. And, uh, yeah, and I, you know, I'm a clinger. Uh, and, um, yeah, there was a lot said. Yeah, and I heard a lot, too. Thank you. Thank you. And, and how does that feel, having discovered all that, said and heard that? To see it, to clearly see it. I don't see it as clearly as you as think I see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we take the clearly out for now. How about, how does it feel like to see it? As much as it is seen right now. Um, a little bit of um, both um, terror, mm. like um, um, the falling, mm. and um, like, whoa. And yet a little bit of um, freedom, like I don't have to do this anymore. Mm. Nice. Nice. Great. Great. Let's move on. Yeah, this is good. Somebody else. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing this. So I do want to honor it. Yeah. It's a lot there that you just said. Yeah, to see that. And and the, um, as I was saying earlier, the, the heaviness of it ah, also brings the lightness. They're both intertwined. And not to be sucked in by the, the heaviness of it. Just see the lightness also of the, of the experience. It's the way, it's a different way of seeing. It's the way we see, we choose to see in some ways. We it's can like pick the, it up. The tragedy of ego and yet how that can be transformed. Yeah. Yeah. Into something free. Yeah. Yeah. I love the title of Sylvia Borstein's first book. It's easier than you think. It's easier than you think. We think it's so hard. It's easier than you think. I'll have to get that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, you just got it. You got the transmission. And you you have the transmission in you. It's easier than you think. You You just did this exercise today. And here you get to see it. Whoa the heaviness and the lightness of it. Wow, yeah. It's easier than you think. So, thank you. What else? What else did you discover through this process, this exercise? Over here? Over there? Wait, let's go back there. We haven't heard from Daniel yet. Well, Kat and I had uh, the experience of observing each other's stories and even though our life circumstances have been very different the way in which we constructed our sense of self was identical Mm. and uh, we remarked about how incredible it was what the Buddha had left for us Mm. that is so applicable to everyone and we had some 
good laughs about the crazy ways we create suffering for ourselves. Right, Kat? <laughs> Beautiful. Anything you want to add, Kat? Sure. I was impressed to notice how much you can learn about the person's experience just doing those question, repetitive question things. Mm-hmm. And also how, even though the conditions that brought us together like are totally different, we got out of ourselves because we arrived at the same result. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And to me it was, I kind of had this feeling of the self falling off when this sense of connection arose from our discussions. Lovely. And that was very interesting. Beautiful. Yeah. And I also hear in, in what you've shared is, is the impersonality of the common humanity. Yes. This is how, as human beings, we go about constructing ourselves and our stories and our past. And wow, look at that. Ah, oh, as humans. Ah, oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> we nailed it. Making the stories we all do. Different way of, yeah, it's evolutionarily, this is what we do. It's our habitual way of relating and creating suffering and selfing, as Stan was saying earlier. Great. And we had a hand here. Yes. Um, so, Laurie and I, I really love this exercise and. Um, what what came up for me was sort of the emptiness of self in our conversation to to the kind of the way we were listening to each other and connecting with each other to to the point where like I would forget the question even though like we're asking <laughs> it so many times <laughs> and and really the spontaneous joy that that uh, was like kind of uh, appeared for, from all of our interactions yeah lovely. Uh, yeah, lovely. And also what I'm hearing is, is somehow in, in the interaction and given that your mind is swimming in, in the ideas of, of emptiness, yourselves got out of the way in relating to each other in listening to each other and holding the space for each other and in the joy that just kind of arose that it was all pretty free and, and sweet and, and may I say selfless. It was just like, here it is. Uh, not connected to the stories of the past and me and mine. It's like, oh yeah, in the moments all arising so free, so easy. Looking at your faces, I can see that. You're glowing, the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can add to that. Um, like when Bobby was asking me the questions, uh, just the one-sided questions, Yeah. Uh, I felt at first, um, it felt very uncomfortable, like mm-hmm. very vulnerable. Like, yeah. I almost didn't know how to answer the question and every thought was escaping my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once we started to ease into it, uh, it did. The, it was interesting, the energy switch from feeling, at least for me, like feeling vulnerable um, and you're kind of afraid. Um, and then it's suddenly switching and it feeling that openness mm-hmm. and uh, sort of relaxing into... The experience, yeah, 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 yeah. In a way, if I may say, maybe the 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 selfing of it, the self consciousness of it, kind of dropped away. Mm-hmm. It was just the experience, the flow, the ease. So, 
feeling the emptiness of the self in this exercise as it drops away, as it's like, what am I going to say? What is it like? I feel vulnerable. Me, 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 me. Like, ah, it's just the words are fluent. So many different ways to experience emptiness of the self as it's coming up. Shared experience, common humanity, emerging in the moment. These are all examples of how do you experience emptiness of self? This is lovely. I'm loving all the examples here. What else back there, Ram? Thank you for the opportunity for this exercise. Uh, a couple of new insights that, have, that, I, that clicked in me. One is, as we were going through the clinging, I noticed the degree of clinging is different for different things. And I, I, as I'm saying that word, I had a different feeling in my heart. Mm-hmm. So I almost felt like bring on the Salvation Army truck. I can let go of half of this list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a gradation there. The second insight for me is the connection between letting go and letting go to experience emptiness. That's today's insight. So I was studying and practicing and learning about the letting go aspect. The The construct that's developing today for me is when you let go, you make space for yourself. Mm. Like your point about emptiness versus being seeing the spacious as it is. The other Mm -hmm. gentleman was mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That inside connected. But at the end of the day, I feel like I got a lot to contemplate on further on this one. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is a new tool for me to analyze my own thinking and my attachments to them. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. I, I love hearing that and Salvation Army truck and the whole thing. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, please. Um, I we experienced. I experienced with him that um, there was a, a lightness and a sweetness about it mm-hmm. that I really I kept. I'm recognizing I've kept feeling that, and um, a lot of my earlier on. As I spoke with you, I, I was feeling a lot of judgment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting this. I'm not getting the emptiness. I'm not, and feeling really frustrated. And um, I just feel so much lighter now, having gone through that exercise together. Nice. And um, that there was so much compassion for each other's responses. And um, we found a few things in common, which was fun. And, and just, it was really refreshing. And... Um, uh, that lightness of being I'm feeling mm. right now. Nice. So, yeah, it's Lovely. wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I love hearing that. And that lightness of being, ah, it's when self kind of, it's a little softer, kind of a little gauzier, kind of like, ah, oh. not so much selfing and connects. Like, yes. The emptiness of the self, the gauziness, instant, insubstantiality of making a self around the story. Like, ah, more compassion, more connection. Beautiful. Yeah, I I love how I'm hearing from everyone different aspects of how um, doing the exercise both brought personal insights and and in the exchange, it was actually feeling more ease, um, and letting go of the, the selfing in interaction 
in the dyad, in the interaction, kind of arose experientially. So it's different, like when I talk about it up here, blah, 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 it works like this, or you sit and you're like, oh yeah, okay, how's it going to work? Like, but actually you experience it in the co-emergence of, ex- of interacting with another human being. It's possible, it's here. You get more, you get to have insight into it. So beautiful, thank you. And I think the energy is up now. I'm ready for a guided meditation to, 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 to close, but um, also want to give you a little uh, uh, bio break. You've been sitting for a while, so let's take a 10 minute break. And I do want to do one more guided meditation today before we, uh, not to totally disorient you before you leave, but, but I think there's one more thing I want to share with you. Uh, and then we'll, we'll have time for closing. Does that sound okay? All right, let's take a quick bio break. Relaxing and enjoying the in-breath and the out-breath. And as we settle in for a few minutes in preparation for the instructions.
like to invite you to bring to mind something you possess, some of your possessions. Maybe your watch, your car, your clothes, your home. Bring up to mind one of them. And realizing that, you know, in the conventional way, legal way, yes, they do belong to you. Realizing that you do get eventually parted. With this position. And it's not completely under your command. It's whereabouts all the time. Really, you're a traveler in this world, coming and going. You get to use this position for a while. You're associated with it. Ownership. It's quite relative. Nothing you own is truly yours. not truly yours. Nothing I have is truly mine.
Notice if that brings up contraction. Or maybe a sense of freedom and ease as you move through this world. A lightness and ease floating through. Not clinging. Not taking possession so personally. A different way of seeing relating to. Now, if you wish, bringing to mind your loved ones, your partners, children, friends, and relatives. truly yours. And you will be parted. If this brings contraction, know that You can always switch back to the conventional way of relating and seeing. It's just a different way of seeing, trying it on for size. For some, it actually brings a sense of spaciousness and increased love and and gratitude. and makes the relationships even lighter. Filled with magic and mystery. (coughs) And if it brings too much anxiety for you. 
and pull back. And if it's just a little bit disorienting, hang in there. See what it feels like trying it on for size. Titrate, given what your needs are, pulling back or pushing forward. Now I'd like to invite you to bring to mind your body, different parts of your body, maybe starting with your hands, spreading your arms, your legs, your trunk, your head, your entire body. It is nature. You, whoever you are, is not equivalent to this body. As in, are you your hand? Are you your leg? Does your head define you, your face? Where are you in this body? Just drop in the question. It's not necessarily to be answered, but for the question to be lived. This body is not truly yours. It is nature. It has arisen from nature and it will go back to nature. See if you can relax into this view.
Yes, of course, it's this way. It's true. And it's just a different way of looking, different way of seeing. If it frees something up for you, eases something for you. And I'd like to invite you to bring to mind something that causes contraction for you. Maybe not the biggest thing in your life. You know, we all have a top five, top ten, whatever, top end list of things that make us feel contracted. Not a top one, but something in the middle. Bring it to mind. Let yourself feel the contraction of wanting this thing to happen or pushing it away, not wanting this to happen. The contraction from this perspective. This contraction, this suffering is equivalent to selfing, the self-view. Now what if you held it with ease, spaciousness around it? Ah, breathing into it, breathing around it. Just holding it as, seeing it as just a view, just a belief. Not yours. As if somebody else is feeling or thinking this way. It's theirs that you're perceiving. It's their stream of consciousness you're perceiving. See what happens. This different way of seeing is always available to you. It's not taking yourself seriously seeing the emptiness of this process of the self all that we believe all that we cling to
freedom and ease can come through seeing the emptiness of the self. So we briefly touched into a few different explorations for lack of time, kind of one after another. And the last one specifically, I want to highlight that sometimes it might actually be easier to see the emptiness of the self when there is some contraction or clinging around something. You can just see it more easily. So I'd like to open up for just a quick couple of comments before we do our closing. So any what, did, what came up for you? What did you notice? Especially if you haven't talked much. I'd like to invite you. First. Yeah, please, back there. So this is more related to... Um, something that happened at the the, the dyad because um, you were saying like the dots mm-hmm. and then yeah. how we normally connect the dots exactly somehow. yeah so like you know three days ago or you know like, you know I was exp- something kind of relatively kind of emotionally intense happening in the last few days so first there was anger and frustration then there was hurt and sadness and then now there is like sadness and remorse and then so I can see that these emotions arise mm-hmm. and you know what I'm feeling now is not that and that they're impermanent and then mm-hmm. but then it's just this feeling of like that it's all happening to a person that it's happening to me and it's there's a sense of a continuity of this person that's right. experiencing these things that's very strong right and it's hard to see where the gap between the dots are in terms of that like mm-hmm. there's there's a there's a knowing there's the knowing mm-hmm. of these emotions and that's yeah 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 Right, right. So it's more of a question than a comment. So, so I would say that with that, working with seeing the gaps, and you're not always angry. There's not always remorse. There's just the, there, there are a lot of dots like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Like you're not always, not always feeling that. So seeing the gap in these and seeing the, the, the times when the self is not picking that up as, oh, I'm sad or remorseful. It's like, oh, there's spaciousness. It's not picking up the story space. So look for those gaps in working with it. Yeah. Any other comments or questions? Yeah. Right here. Um, when we were talking about possessions at the beginning, yeah. um, because I just moved, it's very like fresh in my right, mind. Right. And I could literally visualize all of the things that mm-hmm. I own. Um, but to, to almost like double tap into like letting those go like yeah. I imagined like 
me and all of my things were mm-hmm. falling mm-hmm. and there was no ground, right? Mm-hmm. We were falling. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like stripping those things away and seeing like how I felt to the point where it was like just me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, still need to strip away like this body as a possession. And it was just like almost like this intangible, like light that was just like falling. And then from that perspective, seeing how, you could look at that from any frame of reference and maybe you're shooting off. Maybe you're not falling. Maybe you're like going in a direction. It's a journey. Right. Right, right. And then my brain naturally shifted to like my personal connections with my family and friends Mm. right before you brought that up. Yeah. And I was literally like thinking about like all of them giving me like a big group hug, like, which I never imagined that like, that's not a thing that I do. (laughs) So when you told me to bring them up, it that was really hard to let go of Mm. because I was already like, yeah. Kind of relishing in it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. And similarly to how like I didn't want to like let or to how I lose lost attachment to my body by imagining it as like light and still recognizing it as like the essence there is valuable yeah, and meaningful, right, but not right. necessarily like clenching onto it. Right, right. It, it like almost like exponentiated me that light falling with like the acknowledgement of the value of everybody is like collective consciousness like being mutually up leveled as a unit i don't know if that was like going into the deep end on that end, but it, it was like the only way that i could like find solace mm-hmm. in letting go of these things that i hold so closely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah mm. yeah i appreciate what what you shared it's um yeah, this is this this can be edgy practice. So the ways you're finding your way in with it at this point, as you were saying to find solace and in 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 the in that to see the the collective humanity and you being part of it and kind of seeing the emptiness. It's 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 kind of like it's it's courageous territory, right? We have to find our entryway somewhere. Whether you're going to stay there, I don't know. Whether there is more to let go of, maybe at some point when the mind is ready to to see more emptiness and and there's a lot we haven't covered today. There's so much. So so thank you for bringing that in. I appreciate because that's already courageous. To, like let go of your family and your mind. And like wow, that's already <laughs> <laughs> and being okay with that. I want to applaud that for like for for it already being. Yeah, it's like wow, seeing the emptiness and then and to continue to have the question mark. Uh, not now, but just because uh, there, there's so much we haven't even. So, so what I'm hoping you today that you got some experiential exercise experience with with different ways of seeing, but also the the curiosity, the interest to continue to practice with this because there is so much more we haven't even touched like, in the day long. You can't even get to the emptiness of consciousness. Ah. What's that? Or emptiness. So basically, like nothing is excluded in this different way of seeing. Um, so, so I bring that up because in, in, in the beautiful vision that came up for you, the imagery that came up for you, uh, you know, there, is, there is so much letting go. There is so much letting go, and there will be more to let go of when the time is right. This is the beauty of the emptiness practice, and this is a great point. That there are levels, there are levels, there are levels, there are levels, there are levels. Um, 
seeing the self, seeing what we cling to and hang on to and and our selfing and contractions and family and body and just different ways of seeing and then consciousness and everything and time and space and just in, and and again trusting that there's the grace and beauty, love, compassion that, that arises the more the letting go happens. So thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. And then it keeps coming back to the feeling of connectedness, yeah. not being the thing that's lost when you let go. Yeah. Like it actually just like that is the undercurrent yeah. that yeah. Yeah. ties yeah. the practice to yeah. the deeper yeah. truth. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, and that's a that's another aspect of this beauty. This grace could be the sense of interconnectedness that comes in through. Lovely, thank you. So, given that we just have a few minutes to wrap up, I want to ask you to close your eyes. Ah, <sighs> close your eyes, and I'd like you to um, reflect on one thing that you are taking home today from this practice with you, something you've learned, something you came in with a curiosity and maybe it was answered, or maybe something you were inspired to continue to practice. Just one thing that you're getting out of this day that you want to take home with you to your life, to your practice, deepening. And open your eyes, and let's go popcorn style. Go. I'll repeat them. Whoever. Seeing it differently. differently. Great. Seeing it differently. Different way of seeing. Yeah. What else? What are you? Aware of the gaps. Nice. Aware of the gaps. Embracing the space. Embracing the space. New definition of letting go. New definition of letting go. Nice. Compassion, yeah. Big one. Settling into each dot without thinking about the next dot. Settling into each dot without thinking of the next dot. Love it. Yeah, nice. Shared attachments. Shared attachments. Mm. What do you mean? Say, say more. Shared attachments. Oh, shared attachments. Oh, yeah, shared attachments. I know what you mean now. Shared attachments. Yes, yes, yes. Love it. Yeah, shared attachments. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I have to repeat that? <laughs> I, I will honor that by repeating it. Thank you, Daniel. Nikki's a wonderful teacher. Thank you. That's very kind. Thank you. What else? What are you taking home from this day? What are you inspired to practice with? Anything else? Please. That's okay. Do it long. So you came in thinking your work was the fear of death. But through today you realize actually 
loss of relationships and loss of money has been much more triggering for you. So it's clear, ah, that's where I need to work. Beautiful, clarifying, lovely. And by the way, I'm teaching a death contemplation um, day long, um, February 20th, February, March, something, end of February, beginning of March. So look for it on the calendar. And it is about both our grief for ourselves and, and losing loved ones. So just anything else you want to say, put in the room to feel complete, please. You have the transmission within you, and it's easier than you think. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. So with that, dear ones, it is 4.30 on the dot. And thank you for coming to this day long and practicing together and bringing all of yourself and sharing. And and it's really been my hope that you've had some experiential practice, experience with with seeing differently, seeing through the lens of empty, it's empty, and inspired to continue this practice, taking it home. So let's dedicate the merit of our practice. Ah, may all of our practice together, our listening, our sharing, our courageous practice with emptiness, sunyata, may it be a cause and condition for freedom, joy, ease, spaciousness, the realization of emptiness of all beings everywhere. May all beings be happy. May all beings be free, including ourselves. Thank you all.